What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Kareem Abukadra, who's the founder of Relentless. Welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm good, Matt. How are you? I'm doing really well. I got, got my cup of coffee, and I'm excited to ch- learn more about what you're, what you're working on here um, at Relentless. For people that haven't heard of your company, what is Relentless? Yeah, sure. So... I think the simplest way to say it is I get people 10 or more interviews a month at their favorite companies without needing them to lift a finger. This is great. So let's say I, uh, let's dive a little deeper into like kind of how it works um, or maybe even like the user experience. So let's say I was out looking for a job. Um, how, how does it work? Like, like tell me a little bit about, you know, the average experience of someone that was going through relentless. Yeah. So what it looks like is, you know, if we were to start today, uh, we'd meet tomorrow. You tell me what job you want. And there's some coaching involved there because often people don't know what job they want, which is uh, so we do that. And that would be a short one hour call. The next day we'd say, great, given the job that you're targeting, here's how to sell yourself. Um, here's the narrative you should be using. So resume, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, your whole brand narrative. Um, and then you just meet with me on a weekly basis for 10 minutes and the results we're getting people are 10 or more interviews a month. So it's, you know, in terms of like, basically humans have two resources to use it's money and time and energy. And what relentless does is allows you to spend very little time and energy on your job search, but still get 10 to 30 interviews a month at, billion dollar companies or companies you're excited about. And it's just because we've sort of narrowed down the job search process to, to, to a science. And it's, yeah, it's two hours in exchange for two hours a month in exchange for, for 10 or more interviews a month at, at companies you're excited about. I think that's really, I mean, that's really exciting, especially in this current market, the great resignation, like everyone's trying to find a great job at, at, at a great company. So I think this is sweet. It leads me to wonder though, how do you even get started with this? Like, what's the origin story for Relentless? Why did you decide to work on this? Like, tell me about why you got started. Yeah, so I graduated um, during the pandemic last year. Um, I had an offer from McKenzie that I wasn't super, super excited about. So I deferred that offer and then was like, I'm going to try to work for the best companies in the world. Um, and I did everything from cold call people I respected. So I, you know, I cold called Peter Thiel and a bunch of, you know, super cool founders and, 
and, and venture capitalists and uh, got through to some of them. Um, and I also automated my job search by launching an email campaign targeting startups I was excited about. And I got to a point where I had like, you know, 30 to 40 interviews in a matter of a month or two at some really cool startups. And I mean, with people, you know, with, with super impressive billion dollar founders and venture capitalists. And I realized I had a sort of skill set for landing interviews, which is basically the skill set of it's the same skills an SDR would need to get their account executive meetings. Um, Cause I took that B2B sales process and sort of my aggressive and confident personality and funneled it into my job search and then realized I could build a business on top of it. So from the point where you, you know, you, you had this skill, you decided you can build a business on top of it. What have you learned on the journey so far um, in the last year, you know, since you started this, you know, it could be about, like your customers or the market or startups or whatever, but like, what have you learned so far? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot, I think for starters, um, um, well, I mean, there, there's sort of personal insights and then there's insights around like, around the type of problem I'm working on. So I think a lot of problems, um, I think startups trying to find product market fit, um, uh, humans trying to find partners, um, founders trying to find venture capitalists, employers trying to find employees. They're all search market problems where you've got two agents and they're sort of trying to find the right fit. Um, and it's just interesting when you, when you, it's more of like, a, and I realize I've worked on a lot of search market problems and your ability to find the right fit is contingent on how well you can sell yourself and then how well you can distribute your pitch across a bunch of potential mates, right? In both contexts, right? So you're, you, you want to work for a good company you need to sell yourself well and then distribute that story. You want to find a good partner. <laughs> you want to sell yourself well and then distribute that story, right? Um, you want to raise a good round of funding. You want to sell yourself well and then distribute that story. So um, so I think it's just been sort of a, an insight around that. I, I think sort of on the personal side, I, I think I, I realized that, um, um, especially when you're running something on your own, you sort of want to switch between two epistemic states of confidence and then sort of skepticism. And you, you want your peaks to be really high so that you can be energetic and work hard and be excited. And I, I, you know, I, I think your, your productivity is correlated with how confident you are. And then sort of the, the epistemic lows are, are usually um, helpful so you can doubt yourself. Um, so, so I think, I mean, so much, these aren't the two biggest learnings, but I think one is just thinking about the world in terms of search market problems. And then sort of the second learning is being able to, to, to sort of control my emotions and then switch between these two epistemic states has been helpful for um, making progress, but continuing to doubt myself to, to, to push forward further and, and, and harder. I mean, I think that that second point there, that's like an insight that is, I don't think a lot of early founders like even think about that and know about that. So just you saying that I think is awesome because it's going to expose this really important element to starting a company um, to everyone listening. So I appreciate you sharing that. Now, let's just say, you know, five years go by, 10 years go by, and like, this continues to work. And, um, you know, it's a huge company and, and, and what you want to accomplish happens. Um, I guess my question is, what do you want to accomplish? Or I guess, in other words, what's the big vision here? Right. And like, what direction are you growing in with the company? Right, right. So, so right now, in, in our best cases, you know, we're, we're getting people, you know, people are landing offers using our process that pay them. We're like, we're like the cryptocurrency of the job search market. Like you come to us, you give us money, um, and you give us a few hours of your time and in, in three or four weeks, people are getting offers, which pay them 50, 
to, you know, 50, 60, 70 K more. Um, so they're getting a huge ROI on, on what they've given us in terms of both money and time. Um, and, and I mean, I, I want to get to a point where like we cut down the search market process to like a day, right? Like you, you, you come to us, you tell us information, and then we use that information to sort of match you to the right sort of, you know, person, right? Match. And, um, I think a lot of why this doesn't happen is because like markets are inefficient. Um, so the search market is inefficient, but also like, um, people have like limited visibility into their preferences. So people make up stories about what they want in a role, for example, but, but they're usually made up and they're not actually true. Um, um, and that's just because it, it's really hard to actually know what you want. It's, it's not sort of a, you know, it's not me trying to be sort of, sort of arrogant or rude here. It's just, so, so it's almost, so if I could capture what, what I've, you know, what this looks like in the future, it's, it would be great to get to a point where you spend sort of, you come to a place and you express, you spend two hours expressing, right? And then the result is the next day you're matched with the right partner, the right employer and, and vice versa, right? And the employer can express, get matched with the right person. Um, th there's a lot of research on what you can use to predict employee performance an employee match for a specific environment. And I think capturing that into a product really well would, would be, you know, exciting. I mean, this is something that I, I, I think is so important. I deem it like the, the, my label for um, what you're describing is like the, the access economy where like everyone has knowledge and like lots of people like know things now, how do you just like connect everyone to everybody? And like, it's like, uh -huh. it's, it's a, it's a huge problem because no one's doing it that well except maybe you are, maybe you'll, you'll build a company to kind of solve this huge problem for the world, uh -huh. which is exciting. But what leads me to wonder, like, it's going to take some work and you're going to need some help. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? You're looking for customers, beta testers, you know, uh -huh. how can we assist? Uh -huh. I'm, I'm raising from customers right now. Um, um, I, I think it's, you know, useful to, to sort of pursue that, um, pursue that first. So, I mean, I think the, the probably most, most helpful thing is, um, my basic, my, my, my customers right now there, it's really interesting. Um, they are often people who are you know, like, I'm working with a, somebody who manages like a billion dollar fund. Right. And he, he the, the question is like, why would he want somebody like me to, to help with his job search? And, um, I mean, the reason fundamentally is he's super busy at work. And he doesn't really like, like his job, but he's busy at work. And of course he could stop working and go and focus on his job search full time. But you know, if, if you stop working and focus on your job search full time and you're making half a million a year, that's $40,000 a month that you're throwing down the table. Right. So, um, so, um, so the point here is connection. So, so, you know, if, if you're looking for a job and you, you can fit two personas, right. You're either super smart, super talented, you're currently working a job, but you don't have the time to generate interviews for yourself, or you're not really interested in developing the skill set because it is a skill set. Um, then you come to Relentless, you spend a few hours with us, and we get you insane results. Um, so that's that's sort of one bucket of people, and and usually these are people who are again they're super talented and, and they just don't want to spend time on the job search. And then the sort of second bucket of of potential customers who could be interesting are people who um, are currently unemployed. Um, as opposed to just having a job, but again, they're super smart and super talented, but they, their ability to generate interviews, because, because really there's two parts to a job search. There's get interviews and do well in the interviews. And they're not doing well on the first part, which is getting interviews. 
Um, cause, cause what we do really well is we get people tons of interviews, right? Like, you know, I have, I have somebody else going through my process right now. He, he's gotten like 20, like 20, I don't know. If it's, I don't know how many interviews, but 20 to 30 interviews in, in like three and a half weeks. Right. So he's, he's crushing the search. Right. Um, and prior to that, he was getting like one, one or two a month. Um, so, so that's the sort of second bucket of customers. Again, really smart, really talented, really ambitious people on both sides. They're just people who either don't have this time or the interest in developing the skill set to get a lot of interviews. We're like, we're like the partner for like the most ambitious people who really want the best for themselves, who really want, you know, huge comp increases, who really want, who don't want to settle. Like our, our customers are usually pretty picky. Um, so more, you know, introductions to people like that would be fantastic. Absolutely. I definitely know uh, there's definitely at least a, a, a small, if not large segment of our audience that is in that category because of the people that I interview. Um, so if you're so if someone's listening and they want to learn more or they want to reach out or they want to become a customer or a client, where can they find you online? I mean, do you have a website, social media handle, email address? Where can they learn more? Yeah. So unfortunately, Amazon stole my uh, domain, relentless.com. Um, I will get it back from them uh, one day. Um, but for now we're called join relentless.com. So if you go to J O I N R E L E N T E dot com, uh, you'll come across our website, join relentless.com. Um, I also publish a lot of content on, on LinkedIn, um, you know, which I know is super, you know, most everyone's on Twitter. Right. Um, but, but a lot of my market is actually on LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm very, very active on LinkedIn and I post a lot of sort of hacky strategies. So I, you know, I posted a strategy for how to get, how I got 30 interviews a month with zero effort that got a few million views across sort of all the domains that I posted on. Um, and you can find it on LinkedIn. So if you go to my LinkedIn, it's Kareem Abu Kadra, um, K-A-R-E-E-M space A-B-U-K-H-A-D-R-A. So either of those two places, joinrelentless.com or my LinkedIn is, is a good place to go to learn more. Oh, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. This has been awesome. And I, I love your energy. I think it's, it's super fun to talk to. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, 